So Josh, you know what they say about being late. What what do they say about being late? They say better late than never. That's true. Uh, and for this, uh, our particular topic on this show, we had actually, I think at one point in time, pitched this as sort of like the halfway point <laughs> episode. Like this would have been like, should have been done like a month ago. <laughs> or, or maybe even like yeah, sometime in July. Uh, mm-hmm. It is, we are at least a healthy chunk into uh, August. So yeah. we, we, we kind of missed it. But hey, you know, like I said, uh, they say it's, uh, I, I don't know who they is, but mm-hmm. they sound like very smart people to me to, personally. Mm-hmm. But they say that uh, better late than never. Better late than never. They, that is their pronouns. That, the, they. The, the, are, you the assuming they they, are you assuming their pro, pronouns? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> um, so uh, just for anybody who's made it past that ridiculous little bit, uh, I'm Nate. That's Josh. This is the Backlog Breakdown. But I'm assuming you already know that. Uh, say hi, Based Josh. On, somehow you found the podcast. Hi, uh, some yeah, in your in your podcast catcher, it does say backlog breakdown. It, it says whatever title we give that you know, state of the top one hundred of the podcast or, or something. Along I think those as far as titles go, that that's a pretty good one. Mm. Uh, I like that as the the working state of the top one hundred of the podcast because we're going to be doing a bit of a mashup here, a little bit of an homage mm-hmm. to our buddy Trash Turkey. We're going to be mixing business and pleasure, but mm. uh, mm. mostly With turkey. Bit, Business with, with turkey and, <laughs> and gravy. Smash um, it all together into a turkey sandwich. So we're going to be talking about, uh, a little bit later on, we're going to be talking about uh, potential additions or nominations to the top 100 uh, list, back breakdown list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how in-depth we want to go, just sort of, but we'll talk about that for a few minutes at least. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to do some state of the podcast stuff, which uh, th- we've got some... You know, it shouldn't be any surprise to anybody who's been paying attention. We've we've gone through some format changes lately. Like mm-hmm. we, we've changed up a little bit of how we do things. We're trying to just sort of tighten up the ship a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we to to make a long story short, which is not my strong point, because uh, mm-hmm. we are you know, as the catchphrase goes, we are really good at being bad at brevity. Pretty good. But. Um, which did you notice in the Discord in a brief rabbit trail? Brief, the briefest of <laughs> rabbit trails. Uh, somebody actually, they were talking about t-shirts, and somebody said we should get a long t-shirt that says "Really good at being bad at brevity." Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what we ought to do is a long sleeve tee <laughs> uh, that has that written on the sleeves. On uh, the sleeves. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we would have to do swag of some sort, but I was just like, hmm. Mm-hmm. You've given me something to ponder, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but so there's just some stuff that we're, we're sort of looking at. Uh, nothing too, too major. And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get into the details of that a little yep. bit later on. But uh, until we get to that point. In, in the words of the immortal Jack Black from the, the fantastic uh, masterpiece film, uh, School of Rock. I've got vision of the butt, so just go with it. Yes, I've got tons of ideas. The, the, we're vision, ca- we're vision castaneering. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yes, we, uh, that's ter- <laughs> that. That was the, we throwback. We, yeah. But uh, 
Anyways, so mm. let's talk about how it's been since. Has it been two weeks? It's been. Yes, it has indeed. It's been two weeks. It's An been. entire fortnight once again uh, since we've talked with Mr. Baumeister well, himself. Two weeks in one day. No, that's true. That's true. That's so my it's fault. Two weeks. It's a fortnight plus. Oh, that's right. A fortnight and seven years ago. No, that's a true. fortnight and one eve. The fifteen I night. I don't know. That a fifteen night. At all. A fifth night. <laughs> But uh, so, how has your fifteen days been, Mister McKeever? Uh you know, it's it's been okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually at the end of this week. I go on vacation for a couple weeks, which is oh needed. Well, then it's nice. It's, it is sorely needed mm-hmm. because I am been through the grinder, dude. I'm getting meat grinder. Like, I had a day today, man, mm-hmm. that I was. Okay, like Eternal Darkness had this uh, sanity meter, and if the sanity mm-hmm. meter got too low, like bad things happened. Yeah. Or I'm I'm thinking like maybe even like if I had like maybe sort of working in a different sort of direction, like a stress meter, where it's like if the stress meter gets too high, like bad things happen. Like yep. my sanity meter was depleted, and my stress oh, no. meter was like like just, and I was just kind of like sitting between the two things and I was just stressed out like all day long and I just kind of like I've been like not every day but today was like one of those days I came in I just felt like I was riding the razor's edge all day long like I and mm-hmm. it wasn't even that bad like I mean there was some rain some humidity mail volume was kind of like whatever and it just but it, I was just like ah like on the edge all day and then at one point in time we have these new scanners uh I was trying and they don't they, I don't really like them all that much. <laughs> um, but I was trying to get it to do what I needed it to. And mm-hmm. I was paying attention to the scanner and I wasn't paying attention to where I was walking. And I kind of tripped on something and I sort of fell. I didn't hurt myself, which is good. But okay. the scanner went whipping. Like I fell. And the way that I fell, like oh, the scanner no. just like whacked off the ground and bounced. And, and I was like, good. And I was calling it names. And then I went over and I picked it up and I was like, Looking at it, I was like, "Oh, this is bad," because it was busted. Ooh, uh, and gotcha. I, I, I called my supervisor after that, and I was like, "Yeah, I just, uh, I fell, and when I fell, I said, I'm, I'm fine, I'm okay. I, I didn't really even hurt myself. Like I banged my knee, but it's just sore. It's not like mm. I didn't, this, Ugh. this scanner just hit the ground and just went flying off. And like I said, I was calling it names and making fun of it. Just a piece of crap. And I went <laughs> over and I was like, "Oh no." crap <laughs> <laughs> yeah Aww. how about you buddy how's your uh last your fifth night been um it's it's actually been pretty good so sorry um kind of the the highlight that i'm thinking of over the past th- couple of weeks so so we went through this past week uh we went through a round of, of sickness passed it around in the house which is always a lot of fun. Um, nothing too bad, just kind of like sinus issues, whatever. It hit me. I actually it wasn't very sneezy, but it did uh, give me a little bit of a cough, but mostly just like a sore throat kind of a thing, uh, which is annoying. You know, like did a little bit of work, but stayed home from work, stuff like that. So, so 
good and bad. But when we were on the the mend on the up and up here over this past weekend, we decided to to go as a family to this area of town that basically the shopping center called the Crescent that has a bunch of like Asian like various stores. So we went to an Asian grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a ton of different restaurants around, and we had been to one of the restaurants. They have conveyor belt sushi there. Um, and that was a lot of fun with some of our friends we went to months ago. So we knew about the area, but we hadn't been to these other places. We went to this Asian grocery store and picked up some stuff. Um, cause I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, make some onigiri, uh, which just rice balls, just traditional Japanese rice balls. And so like you need the Japanese rice, the sticky rice in order to do that. Uh, so we went to check that out. There's also a Japanese dollar store, which is really famous. If you know anything about Japan, uh, called Daiso, which we, we went to, and that was a lot of fun. And then this Japanese bookstore called, uh, Kino Kunya, which was really cool. It's just that everything was really expensive, super like nerdy. They had all kinds of, they, they had tons of like animal crossing plushies and Mario and Zelda and all the, you know, like all the video game stuff, but the huge wall of manga. Um, and, but then like straight up, just like Japanese magazines in different places they had, uh, I, I glanced so what over what you're telling me. It was total weeb bait. It, yes. Oh, it was the weebiest of stores. And I was just like, this is amazing. Um, I'm glad that actually that my, there, we had an accident. My, my daughter spat out some of this, the tea that she was drinking and which is like orange. It was like a Thai tea. And, uh, she spat it out all over my wife's pants. And so my wife is pretty upset cause it's like stained her pants. And so I'm like, okay, we need to get out of here now. Like we're not just, we're not just hanging out here anymore. So I, I didn't end up buying anything from the store, which is probably a good thing cause it was real expensive cause it's all. So, you, so what you're telling me is that you're going to go back there by yourself. I don't at know. Some point I back. have to like, no, no, don't do that. Stop it. Don't do that. Like you, you need the ruler. And just, yes. Now, I, I, yeah. I do want to just a brief caveat, just the briefest mm-hmm. of caveats. Or, okay. Uh, we both, we acknowledged uh, that in the Discord, mm-hmm. you and I both had uh, anniversaries within the last week. Yes. Yes, we did. Indeed. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine was actually a week ago to the day. It was on the third. Nice. Um, so, nice. What'd yeah. y'all end up doing? Uh, we just Anything? went out to dinner. Um, cool. Yep. Yeah, it it was like there's a the a pretty nice like re- Italian restaurant called Asiago's. They mm-hmm. make uh, arguably the best piece of steak I've ever had in my life. Ooh. Yeah. Like, dude, like this thing was like I got it medium rare, and it was just mm-hmm. like, like you take a bite and it just melts in your mouth. Oh, that's awesome. Like, uh, but they topped it. It was with pasta Alfredo and Gorg- they topped it with gorgonzola cheese. And I hate gorgonzola. Okay. Uh. I hate it. Like I hate <laughs> it's like it's no. too pungent. And mm-hmm. so I just end up scraping it off. Okay. The steak's still okay. awesome. But yeah. Yeah. So still got the what'd you guys, awesome. what'd you guys do for yours? The same, same deal. We ended up going to dinner and then we went, we went and had drinks at a, at a place afterwards, uh, just some old fashions at this place that actually, so she, my wife recently got an, uh, a tattoo on her arm, like I saw, all down yeah. her forearm, which is pretty sweet. Um, that that was for her birthday. Person was booked. She booked her back like months ago. Um, and so it ended up happening later. Anyways, when she was getting this tattoo, um, it, the tattoo artist told her about this cool, um, this this little 
this dinky little bar um, called Long Play Lounge that that like has uh, what you call records playing, a nice little sound system, and it's just a really chill, chill place. So we went and had drinks there. After they also have old fashions on tap, which were really good. Um, they were they were real they were real strong. I'll put it that way. Um, so that was that was cool. But the restaurant we went to is following this this same like Asian Japanese theme. Uh, we went to a hot pot restaurant which was a lot of fun. It was something I had never, never done before. Hmm. Um, so the, so you get like the steaming broth, you pick your broth and then you pick like some of the stuff that you're going to, that you're going to make. And you basically, and your like, noodles and your vegetables. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was, it was the Japanese version. So hot pot is traditionally Chinese. Japanese version is called shabu shabu um, based on the sound that the meat makes when you cook it. Cause I'm a nerd and I looked it up. Um, cause I was like, I want to be prepared. I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, so we, we went and did that and that was, that was really fun. It was really good food, but it was more of just like a really cool experience to share if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. yeah, it was good. It was fun. So cool. Anniversary. Well, we're 12 years into this thing, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. But, uh, here we are. And with that, we, and that's actually why it's been 15 days instead of 14 days, days because yes. graciously allowed us to push this back a single day because I didn't put two and two together. Oh yeah, that night we're going out. Yeah, that's the night we usually record the podcast until like three days, two days, three days before. I'm like, oh, we please change this. I feel like an idiot. I didn't uh, forget my my anniversary i just didn't like even think oh yeah that's monday night yeah i have other things going on (sighs) well i mean it was not a problem well it was not a not even in the slightest (laughs) but you're the best man do you have stuff to stuff to report on i do have stuff to report on uh, the the anniversary thing but what about our our reports here uh uh, mine's right here but uh yeah okay i think i think Wow. That was a, wow. not the best fully work, but it was still something. Wow. <laughs> what you got, wow. man? Uh, well, yeah, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, you know, just to sort of move through this pretty quickly, mm-hmm. uh, I, as far as books go, I picked up um, a, a collection of essays from David Foster Wallace uh, mm-hmm. called A Supposedly Fun Thing I'll Never Do Again. <laughs> and uh there i'm I'm only like two essays in and mm-hmm. you know he's he's got a pretty good style so it's i, nice. I enjoy his kind of his commentary um now, isn't david wallace isn't he like the ceo of uh dunder mifflin no not this david foster wallace no and why why would you bring that up <laughs> you, you know i have strong feelings about that <laughs> that show it's overrated. Oh, okay. Okay. It's I'm, overrated, I'm, I just like Breath confused. of the Wild, which a, caused David a Wallace. crap storm in our Discord. <laughs> I don't know. Why oh, would yes. somebody do that to me, Joshua? Why would somebody <laughs> like just step on my lawn? <laughs> get in my lawn and like uh the, the, yeah, anyways. Uh so no, David Foster Wallace, there's a book called Infinite mm-hmm. Jest he wrote mm-hmm. that's kind of like the big that's like his big seminal piece, but okay. and I have that, have not read it yet. But I wanted just something. It was a little more 
approachable. So yeah, uh, he's he's got just a really, really kind of. I don't know how I would describe his style, but it's he he's verbose in all the right ways, but it's also sort of okay. a, a clean style. Like he's not a minimalist. Like he's not afraid to get like pretty descriptive and like keep it on when it's necessary. But he's it's uh, it's very refined. It's like okay. like I said, he knows when to sort of like lay it on and when to sort of like you know tighten about a little bit so i appreciate it um, nice uh i'm as far as like uh, the black company stuff goes i'm still i'm on the last the last book in i'm still in the last book in the 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 series chronologically which is soldiers okay. live um and I, I still i just like those books um i will yeah yeah and again uh, just anybody if you're interested in those they're sort of like a crime noir war story kind of grim dark fantasy thing <laughs> they're very adult um mm. just keep that in mind uh as far as games go not a ton ton i mean like i dabbled okay. with some like ape out and like of course i'm playing mtg mm -hmm. arena because i'm a sucker uh, <laughs> but i did get a chance to check out the neo uh the world ends with you demo Okay. Yeah. That was really enjoyable. Uh, I will be picking up the world. You know, I will be picking that game up at some point in time. Uh, okay. Don't know how soon, but uh, th that demo was really good. Uh, nice. Made a little bit more headway on control. Uh, just, you know. Okay. But it's control. It's like, it's kind of one of those things where if I need to just sort of like dig deep and press on and just sort mm -hmm. of get this thing to the end, uh, you know. Because I'm starting to stall out a little bit, and it's it, gotcha. That's how I work. Sometimes I'm just like, and it's like, uh, and then I actually, based on the conversation in Discord that I referenced earlier, I fired Breath of the Wild back up because yeah. I think I honestly think you know that doing a Breath of the Wild versus Horizon Zero Dawn conversation would be pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. um, nothing else really major. Uh, no, uh, no media recommendations or anything like that. Just at okay. this point in time, I did pick up a few games. Uh, I picked up a Wolf Among Us, Other Side, uh, Ender Lilies, and Trigger Witch, which puts my hmm. beatdown score back at negative three. So okay, okay, not bad, not bad. Yeah, still, I'm still, still in the negatives. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like even after picking stuff up, you're still in the negatives. That's that's good. That's the whole and point. As a just as a like I tomorrow is my day off. I am going to sort of finalize. I've been I know I've been talking about it for months and weeks and whatever, but the, the final draft of like the basically official beatdown rules, I'm gonna just create like okay. a, a doc, throw it in the Discord and all that. And nice. Away we go. Anyways, how about you? What what have you Dang been it. playing? What have you been reading? What have you been learning? Into. Yeah. So I'm going to start off because you did books, you did video games. Um, you, you didn't mention anything that you'd been watching. I'm going to go with that first. Uh, based on, you know, like previous what I've talked about in the past, the fifth live action Roroni Kenshin movie dropped on Netflix. Uh, it is a prequel. It's called Roroni Kenshin The Beginning. And it's probably the best one 
out of all of them. You said it's on Netflix? Really good. Yes, it's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, there's like an English version as well. Like, I did not mess with that. We did Japanese with subtitles, with English subtitles. Um, But, man... Uh, so it's, it, it is a prequel. So you don't have to know anything about the rest of the story. Um, it's a prequel in that if you know anything about Roni Kenshin, it's, you know, he's this character who was an assassin. Um, and then he has since pledged never to kill anyone again is where the story starts off. This is a prequel. So this is while he's an assassin. So it is very bloody, (laughs) very bloody. So he's slicing and dicing dudes. Yes, and limbs, those scenes limbs are, flying. Yes, and multiple trails. limbs, multiple arms get cut off in this movie. Nice. You see, like the stumps of arms, um, it, which doesn't happen in any of the other movies, you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, and I mean, there's a little bit of gore, a little bit of blood because other characters do that. But uh, man, you see kind of how ruthless. But uh, well, I could go on and on about numerous reasons, but. You know, I really enjoyed it because it is the way the manga goes. This, like, you don't understand these prequel things until kind of the end of the story to get this idea of who he was. So that's why it's the fifth movie out of all of them. Um, you don't have to know anything to watch this movie. And so I would still recommend to watch it. Although the, the, because a lot of the, there aren't very many characters in this movie. It's, it's more of a simple story. It's one that they can actually take their time with. And I think that's probably why it's the best out of all of them. It doesn't feel like they're trying to fit a ton of stuff. Like it is, it is a a pretty simple story that they take, you know, two hours, 15 minutes to get through. Um, So it's, yeah, it's really good. It's just, it's that you see like the tragedy, you see him as this character who's like, who really does have a heart, who's like straight up assassinating people left and right. And you see what that does to him and some of the decisions that he makes, which is, which is just really cool. So I really appreciated it. Of course, I can't unsee everything that I've seen. So maybe I just enjoyed it a lot because I know who the character is. And so it meant more to me. Um, so I would actually be very curious to hear someone else's perspective who hasn't seen the other movies or read any of the manga or anything like that, but it's available on Netflix. Roni Kenshin, the beginning, highly recommended. Uh, but it's gory. <laughs> so put the kids to bed if you have any. Uh, you have been warned. Uh, yeah. In the first 10 minutes, like major fight scene. And it's just like, oh my goodness. Um, so there, there's that uh, in terms of of like something to recommend. Uh, it, the, a book that I have listened to, kind of weird, but it is uh, a book called Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. It is his all right, all right. I guess all right. sort of like a memoir. Yeah, yes, that guy. Um, he is a very eccentric individual. He is he is a strange guy. Um, but he also I think he has a pretty good head on his shoulders. Um he's weird. He's very strange. But I really enjoyed this book for a number of reasons. He read it, and so his delivery and the things that he had to say was very entertaining put it that way. A lot of the stories that he gives, he's led a very interesting life. Um, and, and so it, it was a fun listen now, but it, it's also very earthy in, because it's, it's, it's him reflecting on his life. It's him reflecting on some of the stuff that he's learned. So it's kind of like a, a his take on like wisdom and the ways that, the, that 
his life has led him. He actually lives around here in Austin. Um, he goes to a big kind of mega church here in town. Um, Mm. so I don't know if he claims to be a Christian. It doesn't like from after reading this book, it sounds more like a universalist kind of like new agey type thing. Um, it doesn't, it's, so it's not from a Christian perspective. There's a lot of like, I don't know, I, I guess adult material, um, it's not it's not like over the top, but it is definitely there's a lot that I would disagree with him about, but I think he also um I'm surprised at how much he thinks through a lot of the things and some of the stuff some of the wisdom that he pulls out from uh his life and the and the different things that he's been through so green lights by matthew McConaughey was um i would I would recommend it just know that you're gonna disagree with stuff but it's very entertaining for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of video games, finally, because I was sick, you know, I said for better or worse, I was actually able to dump a ton of time into video games, which was nice. It was a nice change of pace. Finished up Radiant Historia, which was really cool. Um, in, in just kind of a nutshell, because I don't want to take up too much time just reporting on it. I think the game had a very innovative battle system that was really cool. The more that you progress, the more that it kind of opened up and you were able to do different things. Because at first it felt like you were doing the same thing over and over again, but but then it starts changing things up. It, it forces you to do different things, and that was really cool. Um, it's surprising that it's like the only game of its kind to do this battle system. I think it has some really well-written characters the story itself was very well done. Um, I think it was really intriguing. I, I think I mentioned it on a previous episode, but I would compare it to something like Final Fantasy Tactics, where it has this very strong undercurrent of uh, of like politics and infighting, but not not like overly um, uh, nihilistic, like Game of Thrones or something like that. But along those same like lines of just like intrigue, you have these different characters. They have their different angles, and they all kind of like fight together. Um, I, I I would say that it is kind of backloaded in terms of the story reveals that happen. And even some of the difficulty in the game, uh, it gets the last battle is like it, 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 it's, it was pretty tough. So I was glad that I, I was very stingy on my items up until the very end. So really good game, uh, Radiant Historia. And then I also finished up Horizon Zero Dawn, mm. dumped some time into that. Um, and I, you know, you know, you mentioned, I talked about it on the discord a bit. Um, I, I do think it's a really good game. Um, it just never really clicked for me in the ways that it seems to have clicked with a lot of other people, um, reviewers and things like that. Um, and I realized as I, as I got to the end of the game that I, I didn't really use everything at my disposal until the very end of the game. So I felt like it never got super difficult until the end when it forced you to think up different ways of fighting different ways of doing things like i could just kind of bust into a camp where you're supposed to be stealthing along and you know two guys in oh they all they all go crazy and they all spotted you and they know that you're there and you could basically like melee your way out of there it wasn't that difficult until kind of the end of the game when it's like oh okay so this is how i was supposed to be playing the rest of the game um which to me it felt like kind of a catch-22 because 
I, I do think for, for Horizon, you'll get what you, you'll get out of it what you put in. So if you really like dive into the systems that are there, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot better experience for you. But the problem for me, at least, is that it never hooked me enough to really want to delve into all of those systems. Um, and, and part of that was probably just because of the story. I was not a big fan of the story simply because, as I've mentioned before on, on previous episodes, I think the story is way too serious for its own good. Um, it's because the whole premise is robot dinosaurs, but they make it like so serious that like, oh, the, well, this is all the backstory and all the So like, okay, if you're going to go for a serious story, like you have some gaping plot holes in this story to me. That like, well, if, if you want to go serious, then you got to tighten this up. It's been a yeah. hot minute since I played it, but I, I know that some of it is like the, some of the lore is scattered around. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I, I do, I definitely agree with the assessment, you know, and we'll just, well, and we'll save some of this that in a lot of ways, Horizon Zero Dawn's story it is a little too self-serious. Mm-hmm. But I also, I dig it. Like I, I enjoyed it. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think, I think it it was an, it's, it's a, it's a very interesting Mm -hmm. take. I don't, you know, so. I, I really like the world. Yeah. Unfortunately, they felt like they had to explain, they had to over explain everything and this is how it all happened. So that when there were moments of, at least to me, when you sit back and think about the story, it's like, wait. Well, that doesn't quite add up. Like, if that, if you can do these amazing, like, futuristic things, and you forget about these little things, like, it, it's, it's kind of contr- It's, it's this weird, kind of like, uh, doesn't really fit together altogether. But yes, the world is is great. Like, the the sandbox that they have created is really great. They just felt the need to like over explain everything and make it really serious and like, this is the you know. And, and, yeah, so, I mean, and so there were certain things that I can't talk about because they're all spoilers. Yeah. The, like I, I'd be interested in hearing some mm-hmm. of that yeah. at some point. But I, I, like I said, I felt like the story took itself a little too seriously. But yeah. at the same time, I didn't think it was, I don't know. It was like sort yeah. of, it's a fine sci-fi story. Like mm-hmm. that's because mm-hmm. that's what it is really. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. So, so, and I don't want to, I don't want to discourage anyone from playing it. Like it is a really good game. It's, um, after I beat it, uh, I, I watched a review that talked about how he played it more of like a monster hunter game, except Mm -hmm. just like more fast paced. And I was like, man, if someone would have told me that maybe I would have enjoyed it. Like maybe I would have gotten more engrossed in fighting the different. I for sure thought when you, when I first told you about like the Thunderjaw and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I was like, he's going to, I was like, he's going to fight a Thunderjaw and that's going to be like the moment where it's like, Oh Mm -hmm. no, I get it. Like, Yes and no. I mean, so I did, I did fight one and it was super cool to just go solo against one. Um, and I just basically like use the terrain and use the little, uh, the, the, I, I can't remember what it's the trip caster so that it would, whenever it walked past, like, cause like there was basically this big rock 
in the center of this terrain. And so I would like jump out from behind the rock, shoot it a couple times, like trip cast a, a few times, shoot it a couple times. And then when it noticed me, it would come towards me and it would get exploded by these trip caster, you know, things that I had done. And then I would run the heck away for a while and then, you know, set more traps. And so like, that was super fun. Like, yeah, that, that was one Dude, of the highlights of the game for sure. My favorite thing to do with the Thunder Jaws was those arrows that actually knock stuff off. Yeah. You use those, you knock mm-hmm. off those big cannons, you run mm-hmm. up to the big cannon, and then you shoot it with its own gun. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's that's basically, so there's a Thunder Jaw like, that you have to fight in the actual mm-hmm. story of the thing, and that's basically how you beat it, is mm-hmm. is with its own guns. That's, um, that's the best, dude. You yeah. Shoot it with its own buzzsaw guns or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, yeah, suck it, dude. I never got to the point where I was actually paying much attention to like breaking off different pieces uh, and stuff. Like that. So like, if I would, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that. I didn't play it the right way, and so it never hooked me. So like, I totally understand that. I'm me. not. Yes, yes. I failed for the entire whatever, however long. You I failed all the listeners thing, so. and everybody. <laughs> fail. Anyways, sorry. Anyways, I rolled credits. No. Yeah. but rolled, that's that's what i a have critical failure is what you roll a one <laughs> net one yeah oh man oh that last boss though man that had me um saying some bad words under my breath because uh because it's of rough. the auto saves so i had like basically used up all my health potions and until and then it auto saved at the final like point and i'm just like how am i supposed to beat this it hits me like twice and i'm dead and yeah well dude i when i mean like the thing is i when i by the time i got to that boss i was incredibly Mm -hmm. over leveled like nothing stood a chance against me gotcha and even i thought that fight was a little like dumb Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i was like this is dumb (laughs) yeah yeah but it wasn't how are you supposed to do this for me i wasn't like i yeah but yeah nice all right nice Cool. All right, so that is what we have to report on from our past 15 days. But here is uh, a new voice. Take a listen to one of our friends. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. No, no, that's not true. That That's impossible. This is such an incredible moment. A memory that will bring joy to the hearts of millions of people for generations. Wait, wait, what? The sort of thing they talk about on the Retro Station podcast. The stories, movies, music, moments that brought us together as a people. That we enjoyed with friends. (laughs) You laugh about this with your friends? My life has been a lie! Exactly. This is wonderful. You're crazy. No, everyone agrees this is a truly classic moment. Wait, wait a minute. Did you kill mom then? I'd I'd rather not talk about that. Oh, I I bet they talk about that on the retro station, huh? What a classic moment that was when mom died. Actually, most people thought that was a bit of a letdown. They made memes making fun of it. They... They made memes of mom? The Retro Station Podcast. Celebrating all those things that made us nerds. 
And we're back. So hopefully that was a really super enjoyable ad spot from one of our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. They, they have great senses of humor. Well, and great taste in friends because they're our friends. You know? Or maybe I'm, maybe we have great taste in friends. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's just kind of first order of business here, Josh. Mm-hmm. We uh, business. Business. We got the, the business. We have a breakdown top 100 list that mm-hmm. we maintain that these are like, and basically the premise of this list is if you're going to play 100 games, like if there are 100 mm-hmm. games that sort of like should be played, uh, this is sort of the list that we are saying, like these are the 100 games that we think you should play. Yep. Um, so this year we've managed, there there. We, we've played a, a fistful of stuff between the two mm-hmm. of us. And there are some games that we have played, uh, you know, we have both managed to sort of tackle this year. There's a, there's, you know, a bunch of stuff that we've tackled individually as well. But uh, notably, uh, I finally got around to playing Dragon Quest V. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, Dragon Quest V is currently number 30 on the list. And I think that's actually probably where it goes. Uh, yeah. I think it's it's sort of definitely sort of firmly sort of in the top half, top third of the list. It's it's an excellent. I th- I think it's arguably one of the best sort of entries into the Dragon Quest series that I played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've well, heard definitely. eleven is. I mean, I my personal favorite is eight, um, mm-hmm. but. And for me, eight edges this out a little bit, but I also recognize that, I mean, for we, and we already talked about this, like for all the reasons that it's, there's so many things about this game when, when you, especially when you've taken the time period and everything else, why I'm just like, yeah, 30 is a good spot for it. But mm-hmm. we yeah. both managed, okay, maybe you were going to say no, something. I was just going to say, it's a strange spot because like, I could see it that so I've never played a Fallout game. Sorry, right above it is Fallout New Vegas. I could see it bumped up above that, but then right below it is Octopath Traveler, and like I think that should be way higher. So it, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's just a weird place. Well, and the the list is weird and arbitrary, and it's always right. like I mean, like even when we come back to visit it revisit this thing at the end of the year, you know, mm-hmm. there will be finagling and like where we'll mm-hmm. say like. Yeah, this needs to go hours. higher. This needs to go <laughs> lower. And, you know. Um, and we'll work all that. And, and we'll yeah. probably both walk away dissatisfied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, yeah. anyways, we, we both played two games, Near Tamara and What mm-hmm. Remains of Edith Finch. Mm-hmm. And I I just, you know, on on the list that we have, Edith Finch is actually sort of in slot number one hundred uh, one, right. and I think that was more of a placeholder thing than anything else until you had gotten around to play it. Um, mm-hmm. And as somebody who had already played it and enjoyed it, I'd be interested to know where you think that this thing should go. Uh, so if Journey is number thirty nine, I would put it underneath that. Um, because it's, it's the same style of, you know, quote unquote walking simulator kind of a thing. Um, but I do, mm, 
Yeah, I mean, they're different. They're different types of stories. Is mm-hmm. is the way that they're told. Uh, Edith Finch just ha- it has a lot more um, like attention to detail in it. I would say, well, th- even that that sounds weird. It just, Edith, like what remains of Edith Finch to me is like, yeah, it's a walking sim, but it's also sort of an interactive visual novel, like yeah. a, a, mm-hmm. a highly gamified visual novel. Whereas Journey is a- an actual game. And I mm-hmm. don't know that I would be comfortable calling like it is sort of it is more of like an adventure game to me, a three D mm-hmm. action adventure game that's very narratively charged. And yeah. so they're they're comparable. Yeah. And I think like they both sort of they both have a lot of heavy um emotional resonance. So um, Man, as as I'm looking over this, I was gonna say around like the 50 area, but that's only because there's a pocket of games that I don't really care for around there. But then I I keep going down, and I'm like, oh man, but these games are really fantastic. So my completely arbitrary recommendation would be, let's say number 60. The, right now, 67 is Shin Megami Tensei 4. I'd put it right underneath that. Wait, Dark Souls is 79. How did that happen to get so low? Um, oh, because Bloodborne is way up there. Yeah, that's right. So, okay. Hmm. that That's where I would throw it but completely, again, arbitrary in, in this. I didn't prepare very well. Well, okay. So that means, yeah, that's not a bad place like that 75, 76. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's still like, it's top 100. Right. Um, right. And there's... For a, for a two-hour walking sim. Yeah, like four <laughs> four hours to complete the game with mm-hmm. like to platinum mm-hmm. the game or to 100% the game or whatever. Uh, so that's that's interesting because that puts it right around mm-hmm. Rogue Legacy and like you said, right. Shin Megami Tensei and Xenoblade Chronicles. And um, so that, that leads to the question, what should get just like dropped off the list? I'm half tempted to say just drop, like if we... When we come back to this, just drop Rogue Legacy. Okay. All together. Okay. Because we have, I mean, Rogue Legacy is pretty good, but I think we have mm-hmm. what's arguably a much better roguelike, roguelite mm-hmm. in, on the list. Um, now, it's, it's a very different style of game in some ways, but Hades is, I think, just a better example of the genre, even though okay. Rogue, Rogue Legacy is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, maybe, I. Oh, what, well, what I was, was gonna say? say we got Bubble Bobble on here. That could go. Oh, I love Bubble Bobble. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> that's, that's a personal favorite of mine. See, I would, I would just knock off down towards the bottom since River City Ransom is forever gonna be number 100. number one hundred. I would, I would kill Skyrim, but that's just me. Um, you know, and push everything down. Um, that's actually that might. It might actually be a pretty good just Drop format. It. Just like if and it's have, at the bottom, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, man. And mm. we still have Stanley Pair. Man, we have multiple locking. Yeah, well, I mean, there's stuff that crazy. needs to like sort of get moved around and pushed around mm-hmm. and stuff. So, yeah. All right. Craziness. Now, that, yeah, that's my thought. No, yeah, that's, I think that's what not a bad idea, like that 70s range. Because um, I haven't played the Stanley Parable or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I just think that. It's definitely it's a game that I've I've done I did multiple playthroughs, mm-hmm. and 
I I enjoyed it, but yeah, it's like kind of one of those things that it's not. I think it's it's remarkable and it's sort of outstanding, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think that seventies range is not a bad spot. Uh, but cool. that what what's the matter? No, I said cool. Oh, I, I thought you cool. said ooh. I'm glad we're on like the same where page. I was like, no, yeah, I was like, oh, what? Uh oh, um, we're on the same page. But this next one, then, yeah, dude, this is one that I mean, I'll say that it belongs on the list, but I'm really conflicted as to where to put it because ultimately, mm. where it like and sort of so we're talking about near automata, and mm-hmm. I really liked near. I had mm-hmm. a ton of fun playing it. But at the end of the day, like it's just one of those games where I really walked away from it struggling because okay. of just the emptiness of that story. Like, and, and mm-hmm. we were talking about it, like that the game is just sort of morally vacuous, and not, maybe not morally vacuous is isn't maybe necessarily the right term, but it's just like at the it's it's so futile. It's it's like, mm-hmm. and it almost rejoices in that futility. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I'm kind of like perturbed by that. Gotcha. It's like even though we're 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 screaming into the void, and none of this really means anything or has any moral weight or resonance, we're gonna do it anyways and do it with a smile and the hopes that somebody else it'll benefit somebody else. And I'm like, no, no, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. dumb. Like <laughs> you know, that's stupid. Shame on you. Give me the ruler. I'm gonna whack your hands. Um, but, but I mean, it, I really did enjoy the cast of characters. I enjoyed the premise. Like it it was a little fan servicey, which is kind of weird, but Yoko Taro is pretty weird when it comes to that stuff Mm -hmm. anyways. Um, and you know, I thought it was an interesting story. I just think it, it ended on such like a weird note that I kind of just, I'm like, it belongs on here, but I, I'm like, there's a part of me that's like, this is top 25. There's also a part of me mm-hmm. that's like, I don't want to. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm just saying, like, me personally, like, yeah, there, there's a, I think there's a very strong argument to be made to, as to why this should be in like the top 25. But I'm also saying, like, I kind of don't want to put it up there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just mm-hmm. me. Mm hmm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, is well, th- what you said, like for all those reasons, is why I do want to put it up there. Um, it, it is definitely, as you said, you know, very empty, vacuous. Uh, it's interesting though. I was I was listening to something else, uh, and I don't want to go down this rabbit. I don't want to chase this rabbit hole. But someone talking about Death Stranding and how um, a lot of that story is is based around like the way that you affect other people. Um, and, and so it's a very like pro community type of game. And, and, uh, they were saying how that hadn't, that hadn't been done in other games. And I was like, near Tomina, <laughs> that's, that's like the whole end of the game. <laughs> um, so and, yeah, but anyways, but, but I, I was it's just reminded all end of the game in a sense too, where it's like, and then everybody dies. It, it might not do anything, but we need to band together. Yeah. Well, it, it, anyways, I, yeah, because the game is so much that way, I just think it is such a great encapsulation of like it it forces you to kind of stare these ideas in the face 
um, which is why I love it. So I would be the one being like, yes, put it up there and push it up there higher. Although I, I admittedly, you know, there are some games that, um, the the types of games that we've played, like even something like Silent Hill 2, which is in the same, uh, at least a similar category to me, where it's like, it's not even about the game itself. It's not even about the gameplay. It's the way that it forces you to wrestle with these themes. Um, so I recognize that like, yes, I think it's a top 25 game, um, but it's not one that's like, you will enjoy every, like this might, this might, not hit you the same way that it did me. So while, yeah, I think it's definitely something that everyone ought to play, like not everyone's going to get it. They're not everyone's gonna, not everyone's going to like take the same things away from it. Is Silent Hill uh, 2 on totally, our list? No. 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 Mm. It's it's one that we need to get on there our next go around somewhere, mm. possibly, maybe. But that's the, that's another thing though. It's like, I don't like playing it. But you should. <laughs> you should. It's like one of those um, things where it's like you should play it once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's it, it like in the back of my mind, I'm like, just just watch uh, a walkthrough. But then it's like, no, it's totally different when you're the one experiencing it. So mm. I don't know. That's just me. Um, so like, I see things like Spec Ops: The Line, which I admittedly have not played. Mm. Um, that I assume does similar thing. I've heard does similar things. Is sitting at 21. So that to me says like near should be around there, but Actually, I also. Well, I was going to say when I was sort of looking through the list and thinking as spec ops, the line kind of hit me and I was like, oh, that's probably, yeah. I, I mean, I think this is a top 25 game legitimately. Okay. Uh, I just where in that top 25, do we want to put it? I mean, mm-hmm. I would say maybe sort of in that 22 slot, Right underneath mm-hmm. Spec Ops, yeah, um, because I, I think Spec Ops, in a lot of ways, is is all about subverting expectation, which Near does yeah. a, a fair bit of that as well. But mm-hmm. um, Spec Ops kind of reminds me of like an M Night Shyamalan movie, where it kind of like flips everything on okay, its and like yeah. everything snaps into sort of a very Everything like at at the end of the game, everything just like like there's this additional perspective that's added that all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, kind of like mm-hmm. one of those moments where uh, I think with near it was like the sort of like the additional perspective sort of kept like fleshing out the narrative and like and then there were the extra reveals and everything like that. So it's the very the very similar, uh, but I would. That I think that's probably not a bad spot for it. Just awesome. All right, so that was that was not that fairly painless, fairly painless experience so far. And like I said, we'll we'll firm that up and sort of lock those lock this stuff in. This will give us some time to think and maybe add some more things to the pile as far as um, just you know, like I said, we, we did talk briefly about Moonlighter, and it's like we both mm-hmm. enjoyed it, but I don't think. It belongs on here. Like, I think yeah. it's fine, and it's 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 very enjoyable experience. It's mm-hmm. like one of those things. Play it one time, but then when you're done, you're done. Just kind of move on. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's a, not an essential experience, but you're gonna have a no, lot of fun no. if you go for it for sure. 
Uh, I, I like it. So that was kind of our revisiting of the top 100 because, you know, we, we, we really pull out the scalpels and kind of change it around um, at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, around mid-year, sort of, a little late on the, the, the pickup here. But uh, just wanted to, yeah, take a look at what games that we have played, what needs to be on there. And so that's kind of our quick look at our top 100. Mm-hmm. So well, with that, because we're just throwing everything at the wall in this episode. Well, I think the 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 connection point here is that sort of like in this, we're you know we're sort of like addressing the fact that we're coming at this a little bit later than we wanted to in the schedule or in the mm-hmm. calendar or whatever, and we're going to be talking about just some state of the podcast stuff. And there's some formatting stuff that we, I, I want to talk about a little bit. There's just some general branding stuff that we're going to talk about um mm-hmm. i just thought this might be an interesting conversation to record so yeah um yeah so for all you listeners this is how the sausage gets made you're just yeah back in behind the butcher <laughs> thing well welcome to the sausage factory uh, hint that it sounds weird people <laughs> that's it. The backlog breakdown is people. It's a that's a reference to Soylent Green. Um, and if you don't know that reference, well, then I feel sad for you, and you should feel bad about yourself. Maybe it's good sci-fi. You should a, you should watch it. It's, it's that is. Uh, was that Kirk Douglas that played that, or was that Charleston mm. Weston? Or yeah, I think it was Charleston Heston. Yeah, yeah, Heston. I'm pretty sure. Not Weston Heston. Yeah, Heston, yeah. yeah, I think it was Heston. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yes. Uh, so stay the podcast stuff. So let's just. Uh, I'll just. I have some notes here, and we'll just sort of run down through the stuff and talk about it as we need to. Uh, yeah. One of the things, just to sort of, you know, and we've made the joke that we are really good at being bad at brevity, um, but some of this is cleaning up some of the loose ends and sort of tightening up on some of the rabbit trails rabbit Mm -hmm. trails are great when they help with this general discussion Mm -hmm. but uh so we have you know basically our our show length is usually hour and a half to two hours Mm -hmm. and i want you know i've been thinking about it and i want to make sure that we are leveraging that as uh, I'm like as much as like we're we're doing a better job of sort of leveraging these things well, rather. Yeah. And so a lot of it is like you know the backlog. We're not we're not getting rid of anything, right? So mm-hmm. we're not getting rid of the little bit of catch up that we do. We're not getting rid of the backlog report or any of that stuff because we feel like those are just as critical part of the the sort of makeup. And like, you know, this is a conversation. And so Mm -hmm. those are all things that sort of help us to sort of establish rhythm. Like Josh and I are friends and we talk off mic and we text with each other and we record the bro hangs together and we do stuff like, so, so, and some of that is like, if you're listening to this in in a way, we're inviting you into that friendship. You know, Mm -hmm. you're sort of in, in a way, like you're getting to know us a little bit. Um, you know, so that's, that's important. Um, backlog report is like, I mean, that's, that's foundational. Like this is a Mm -hmm. a podcast that in a way is, is built on the premise that we're tackling our backlogs. Uh, one of the things that I want to start just, you know, and is like, uh, 
for if there's any major shifts or updates to our backlog, our beatdown scores, that we're just mm-hmm. we're talking about them there. And that's that's kind of what we do anyways. We talk about the games we've we've beaten, games we we've purchased that we're playing. So that stuff is sort of it's a natural sort of that should be a natural sort of weaving into things there. Uh yeah. I do want to keep that stuff a little tighter. Um, because sometimes mm-hmm. we can get sort of sidetracked and we can almost do like a a mini review, which is fine right. because, and we both do that. That's not like Josh. Mm-hmm. It's not just me. It's we both do that, but we actually, we have bite-sized for that very reason. And yeah. so in, in an attempt to sort of maybe one, utilize the, the, the sort of the outlet of the bite-sized more effectively, like mm-hmm. just say like, Hey, if we have these sort of, if it's longer than like a couple minutes, like it's it's one thing to say like oh hey like I like this and here's some of the stuff like like the Horizon Zero Dawn conversation that we had that's mm-hmm. fine like you know mm-hmm. like I'm just saying like for the listener's sake like that that's the kind of stuff that I want to do that but I don't want to be doing that for every game in the backlog report or every book in yeah. the backlog report like if we move much past that like five minute mark I'd like to keep that that initial segment so the the sort of the catch up the it's been two weeks bits you know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like keep that all within that thirty to forty minute range. Like I agree. Yeah, yeah. When we in the past, like when we hit an hour, it's kind of just like, oh, we just spent half the podcast, like yeah. before we even got to our main topic. And yeah, yeah. So, so like the whole the whole um, impetus behind this state of the podcast thing too is, you know, like I mean, the whole podcast is about video games and stewardship, and you know some of like the best the best things that you can get out of gaming. And so we also, as a podcast, we want to be self reflective in like, okay, what are some of the things that we're doing that are working, and what are some of the things that we're doing that we can do better? And so, mm-hmm. um, the, yeah, these are some great kind of baselines that we've we've talked to each other off mic a little bit about this, and and I completely agree just kind of cleaning it up like yeah we're never we're never going to be a, a quick and dirty hour long podcast like that's just not who we are because we like to well for a number of reasons we do like to dive deep and so that's like the the good thing but we also were good at being bad at brevity and we're, so, we're chatty and yeah. we enjoy talking yeah. to each other and having mm-hmm. these conversations <laughs> and so we we don't want to artificially sort of like we don't want to be have bloated nonsensical whatever right but at the same yes. time like you know i think the shortest you're ever going to have the shortest episode of the breakdown you're ever going to get is an hour and a half folks yeah like that's yeah. like i mean yeah. like we if, might hit shorter but like you know that's we're, we're just yeah. yeah i'm i'm and i'm okay with that an hour and a half to me is healthy um, yeah, it's it's when we start, yeah, pushing over two hours when a lot of the conversations are rabbit trails, which are fun in the moment. It's just like, is that really what we ought to be? What well, this I'm podcast not, is about? Because we have other avenues for that. Well, and it's like we definitely like if it's two and a half hours, it's two and a half hours. If it's mm-hmm. merited, but we're trying to just sort right. of like yes. again, yes. we're just trying to cut out some of the bloat because yes. there is. At times, things just get a little like crazy, um, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like well, we spent thirty minutes talking about you know just, and we've never done this on on a podcast episode, but like you know, it's like 
we're we're not going to spend 30 minutes talking about condiments <laughs> you know like <laughs> it's like even though sriracha is the, mm. the superior is is the king of condiments it's it, pretty awesome and, and mustard is also pretty excellent uh mm-hmm. but uh anyways um and part of what this is is supposed to do is actually sort of free us up so that we can do more consistent and more thorough, deeper dives into the actual topic of the show. Yeah. Um, you know, um, th- there was a point in time, I, I didn't actually put this in my notes, but I, you know, I do want to start for the actual, the, the public feed podcast stuff. I'm going to start putting timestamps in and they're not going to be okay. anything great. Cause it's just going to, it's going to note like, this is the catch up. This is when the catch up starts. This is when the backlog mm-hmm. report starts. This is the ad break. This is main topic. Mm-hmm. And then this is the the closing sort of commentary. Now, the one thing we did get rid of is just, and we had talked about this a little bit earlier. I, we might've talked about this on mic is we got rid of the final word. Uh, that was mm-hmm. a segment that, that that's the one thing that I'm just, it was, it was something that I, when I first sort of implement it. I thought it'd be fun and I thought yeah. it would actually be an opportunity for a lot more audience sort of participation where if somebody said something funny or quippy, like it was, it was, I was really hoping that it would be sort of a, a hook to sort of draw people like to, to sort of gather or engage the audience a little bit more. And mm-hmm. it just never never materialized that way, never really sort of worked out. Uh, and, and I just, I was forgetting about doing it all the time. <laughs> so it was just like, well, this is ob- like, to me, it was like, oh, this is just kind of move on. So that is, that yep. is the one thing that, w- but we've sort of gotten rid of that for the last few mm-hmm. episodes. Uh, and, and uh, like just looking, it's utilizing the bro hangs in a bite sized more. So a mm-hmm. lot of like the, the sort of some of the rabbit trails that when we talk about like, you know, when, when I go not to get political, but you know, that's going to happen. That kind of, if you're interested in those conversations, that stuff's going to be in the bro hang stuff. And mm-hmm. that, that, that's going to be accessible for a dollar, like a dollar to the Patreon will get you access to the bro hangs. It'll get yeah. you access to like, and the, the patrons get a special designation in the, the discord. And then we don't, we're, we're not great at leveraging social media to begin with. And Patreon mm-hmm. is no exception. So, uh, but you get video access to feeds and all that stuff. Um, or access to the video. Uh, yeah. So there's mm-hmm. that, uh, the, the, the bite size. And again, like, you know, if you have 15 to 20 minutes or 10, even 10 to 15 minutes worth of commentary on a game that we've played and we're not doing a, a full sort of review, deep dive breakdown on it, then yeah, that's, that's sort of where that stuff belongs. Like that, that, mm-hmm. that 15 to 30 minutes, that's where that happens. Um, and that, that, that was sort of the intent. And so we're both going to like, this is stuff that we're both going to sort of try to just keep monitoring um mm-hmm. and the, the bite size mm-hmm. will also be like just like weird one-off commentaries and some you know sometimes we'll just throw in like a bro hang into the, the you know or like there's still going to be plenty of stuff going on but that's where those conversations or those that's where those mini reviews 
or the you know the mid mid reviews whatever you know not that mm-hmm. but that's where that stuff belongs and that's that's we have a mechanism for that and so we need to be utilizing that and again just sort of reflecting and saying like we need to be utilizing this stuff a little bit more effectively and a lot of it has to do with sort yeah. of um you know early on in the podcast and it's just sort of been one of those passages that I try to sort of keep in mind but I think it's Philippians 4:8 where it talks about you know anything is good if anything is beautiful if anything it's it's a command for us to dwell on excellence and to pursue excellence and so we need to be constantly willing to sort of put things under a knife re-examine retool adjust and continue to move forward um Mm -hmm. so there's that um it was something you guys may or may not have noticed is that we did sort of there's a there's a shift in the format that we have sort of embraced and it's been sort of low key but now we're just sort of formalizing that it was uh when we do the game centered game when when we do a deep dive or you know a series of breakdowns on a game that stuff's going to start getting split up and what we've been mm-hmm. doing is like, so there's a context or a baggage episode. So that it's basically, we sort of talk about like all the pertinent details. We talk about stuff in broad brush strokes. We talk in general themes that like we, we might, th- those are going to be the episodes where we talk about any sort of really interesting controls, like, like any sort of stuff that's spoiler free is going to go in mm-hmm. that, that initial, that baggage context episode. The second episode, or maybe even the second and third episodes, will be more the narrative explorations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, and that's just, that's for a couple of reasons. You know, one, it gives us an opportunity to sort of examine the game from two different angles. One, and, and, and it, for people who don't want things spoiled, well, there's a whole episode, like th- that whole back half of the episode, you can just sort of, cut off, move on, and then revisit it when you're ready to go. Um, yeah. and, and, and the way that we want to cover things is in a more sort of robust way. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, I, I don't want to seem like we're taking shots, but I feel like one of the things we do well, um, and this is also based on some feedback that we've gotten from a listener or two um, about how like kind of, asking the question like what do we do well and i think the thing that we do well is we sort of do the deep dives we sort of dig into this thing like really sort of like you know hang out and think through the the game and the the narrative mm-hmm. themes and the philosophical underpinnings like you know i i'd listened to plenty of coverage on near automata and i'm not sitting here trying to toot our own horn but i honestly think the way that we covered it i don't know that i heard another perspective similar to that they might talk mm-hmm. about the the brilliance of the narrative and how yoko taro did all sorts of like crazy stuff and blah 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 but like at the end of the day we're looking at you and saying like yeah it's a really interesting story but also ultimately the story is futile and then we went on mm-hmm. to sort of explain like how how philosophically like we we talked about it. Like this thing is empty, yeah. and for all its cleverness and all of like the really great things that it does, like ultimately the 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 story just kind of goes, like it's a right big old raspberry in a lot of ways. And so, and those are the kind of conversations that we want to have now. Whether it's game specific or if it's a topic, sort of a gaming related adjacent sort of topic, 
Like mm-hmm. those are the con- kind of conversations that we want to have and that those are the kind of resources that we want to offer to the listeners. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the way, yeah, the way that we kind of like pull games apart and look at them is, is, um, we we are not content. I'll put it this way. We're not content with just kind of like giving a baseline review. Often when we play games, we want a little bit more out of them. And even if it is like a doom 2016 and we just want to say, look, these are all the reasons like we had a lot of fun playing this game. Then we'll go into those, those things. Um, but I think even with doom 2016, we're looking at that and we're saying like, this game is one of the most like, viscerally satisfying and best controlling games I've ever played in my life. Mm-hmm. Like just mechanically from a mechanic sort of like, I'm like, I could talk about like the way that those mechanics are flawless, <laughs> you know, mechanically mm-hmm. it's just an outstanding game and it needs yeah. to be heated, you know? Yeah. yeah. But R- rarely will we just say, Oh yeah, this game is awesome. And then, you know, keep going. Like, yeah, we have, we feel a need to explain the reasons to go a little bit deeper and ask like why we feel the ways that we do about these certain games or even like with some games after you turn it off like I just want to sit and think for a little while like what was this saying what was actually going on here you know I mean just in the recent past in the recent year in past year excuse me Edith Finch God of War Nier Automata like these games we took some time to kind of go into the themes and go into the ways that the games actually conveyed those themes and you know look into it more than just a simple this game is fun and here's why you should play it kind of a thing so that's just how we do things well i think part of it too is sort of we we think that so and and we're getting into some of like the the next sort of major heading I have is pillars of the podcast, <laughs> okay. um, and this I think sort of hits this um, that you know we want to like one of the sort of like the initial sort of pitches like we want to explore games as art right mm-hmm. and like that's that's sort of one of the things we do so let me just run through these pillars real quick and then we'll come back and double back and so like one of the things we're big on stewardship that's not going to change like Mm -hmm. um because we think that's an important part of just christian living uh yeah part of the 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 sort of what we want to do with this podcast is we you know sort of number two here is we want to cultivate a robust theology of recreation and, and and it like and as sort of you can't have a theology, a good theology of recreation without a good theology of vocation and labor as well. Mm -hmm. So those are like, those are things that are sort of in tandem. So we're going to be, you know, those are things that we want to explore and really work on. And so that's going to be another sort of focal point. Like these are the things that we want to sort of be working through every on, on these are the through lines for us. Yeah. Uh, examining games as art um, when it's applicable. Not every game is like, you know, s- some like Doom 2016 has no real artistic merit outside mm-hmm. of just the sheer technical excellence of that. Um, mm-hmm. y- you know, but it's, you know, it's, and it's still, it's still a game that needs to be sort of talked about and dealt with and worked through. Uh, mm-hmm. But 
there are some games that are going to sort of be a little more profound or transcendent. And we want to give those games their proper due. I think part of the biggest, like in, in the games as art stuff, like there's a way to sort of talk about games as art and be sort of like very highbrow snobby kind of just super uh, pretentious up your own, you know, you're high on your own supply kind of garbage. Mm -hmm. We don't want to do that. Rather, what we want to do is sort of take the medium seriously when it's appropriate. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that every game is a piece of art. Um, there, there are some games that actually, I think hit that sort of like hit that sort of that transcendent level that, and they can, Mm -hmm. and they need to be dealt with appropriately. And so we want to, we, this is sort of, we want to be able to have those conversations. Um, I think uh, the last is sort of just we want to be able to examine issues in in current culture, especially gaming, you know, community adjacent issues that affect us. And, you know, and we want to interact with, you know, for lack of a better term, sort of interact with that stuff through a Christian worldview to examine maybe the philosophical implications and underpinnings and to sort of provide a, again, a theologically robust like response to that stuff um Mm -hmm. and so i mean i think one of the just to sort of like highlight something that we did recently the the episode that we did on addiction um Mm -hmm. was i think you know a pretty solid sort of example of like the stuff that we want to talk about and we will revisit these issues because this isn't just like you hit it you hit the topic and you move on and you never have anything more to say our positions evolve, we learn more, we sort of grow and we like, well, here's something that needs to be expanded. I think another yeah. sort of interesting thing, like when we had uh, Michael uh, Baumeister on and talked about Game Stonks just the other week or the other episode. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that one was a little lighter hearted, like a little more sort of levity worked in there, but it was still like, it was something that where it's like, like when it's appropriate, we're going to talk about these things as well. Um, Mm -hmm. so sort of going back to this, like, well, I guess, you know, I like, we want to be able to like have the, the conversations that are necessary and to treat these games with the, the respect that might be due to them. You know, and there are some Mm -hmm. games where just gonna be like, oh, it was fun. And here's why and blah, 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 blah. And you move on. And, but when the conversation is actually warranted, like we want to make sure that we're, we're having that conversation and we're not mm-hmm. just sort of like trying to like cram that into an, to a 45 minute chunk or whatever. Like we want to give that the room that it needs to breathe and to let mm-hmm. it be an actual conversation. Yeah. And, and I think that's, frankly, I think that's what we're good, we're good at doing. And I think that's like, for people who are into this podcast, I think that's what they've come to expect. Yeah. It's like, and you know, I'm not going to say that what we're going to do is for everybody. Like, and I, I mm-hmm. guess like if you're mm-hmm. listening to this and you just sort of want like that sort of like, dude, you know, playing Call of Duty and it was rad, bro, you know, kind of mm-hmm. stuff like I'm not going to say that we're never going to have those moments, but like overall, that's not the the tenor and the tone that we're, we're, we're setting, we're seeking to set. Yeah. Yeah. I think 
also you keep up more with i mean you've got a ps5 you keep up more with like the newer type stuff and and i mean like i'd jump on bandwagons too i've got Shin Megami Tensei 5 pre-ordered stuff like that but I think I think when when I think of you know some of the things that we do as a podcast I know we are not like latching on to the latest greatest thing all the time I say that I say that to say that I know a lot of like gaming like even stuff that I follow channels and stuff like that like they are able to you know, get review copies and stuff like that and and play through the latest games. And that brings people when you're talking, you know, yeah. like there's lots well, of people searching. Well, it's that whole like, let's be game. part of the conversation kind of mentality. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas we generally, when we play games, they're older, at, at least a few years old. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. near Thomas, God of War, stuff like this, where it's like, it's it's not always retro, not always. Uh, sometimes it is, but not always. Uh, but it's going to be a few years old um, for the most part. You know, when Silk Song happens, we'll probably both, you know, oh, no, jump on that th- that's like quickly. day one, buddy. There's, <laughs> but is it, was it, is it, was there a Nintendo indie direct? Was, oh, I don't know. Was, it, See, was this, that today? This is another thing. I just wouldn't, I just, I'm not up to date. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, so uh, yeah, if, if I'm sure you've, you've come to know, if you've been listening to us for any um, length of uh, any period of time, you recognize that we're not going to always play like the newest stuff just to get something out there. Like this is actually, yeah. well, and this is like, I was actually having like thinking about like hype Mm-hmm. And the hype train and just sort of being in sort of like, it is, it is fun to sort of be at the front of like this kind of stuff and like, mm-hmm. you know, and just sort of the, just be caught up in the swell of things. But, you know, frankly, and I was thinking about it is like, you know, I'll be on, like, I've sort of cooled on Horizon Zero Dawn and mm-hmm. in sort of an, in, in our conversations, like, and I've even sort of like mellowed out on Breath of the Wild where I'm just kind of like, I actually think they're pretty comparable. Like, <laughs> I think they probably, like, we have them, I think, r- neck and neck, bes- right beside each other on the list. And I actually yeah. think that's exactly where they belong. Like, <laughs> and, and, and we'll go, like, because I do want to actually just do a more, like, fully fleshed sort of discussion around this. Um, mm-hmm. But the, I think, like, the thing is, like, what I've noticed about myself, and I can only speak, speak experientially and anecdotally about like my personal crap is that in that like when i get caught up in that loop like it's like yeah the, you know and it, it, some of that is my own contrarian stuff like i am 100 positive that just the, the the fact that i am a contrarian uh probably led me to poo poo breath of the wild because everybody else is like this is the greatest <laughs> game ever and yeah. i'm like I'm like mm-hmm. is it is it really like you sure about that you sure um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I think it's a fine game. I think it's actually like, I've been going back to it and I, I actually, I, uh, I will tell you off. I, I used a glitch. Oh, okay. Cause I was just like, you know what? Like I, I didn't want, well, we'll, we'll talk about, it. I didn't want the pressure of just <laughs> like, I need to get to these shrines so that I can get these hearts so that I can get the master sword. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I want to be able to sort of just explore this game. And like, I actually mm-hmm. want to just 
sidestep the survival nonsense. No, thank you. Hmm. Like I'm not mm-hmm. like I'm not there for some of that. <laughs> like yeah. And so there was a thing that I did and it was an exploit and I don't feel bad about it. And if hmm. somebody's like, oh, that's not how you're supposed to play the game, I don't care. Um, but <laughs> um, because that game, anyways, not going to talk about it. Not going <laughs> not, not to, there was a, like, guys, if you are seriously interested in watching me lose my mind, like defending my position on Breath of the Wild, go <laughs> join the Discord and just read that thread because it was ridiculous. Which by, we have threads in this Discord now. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, I do want to start use, utilizing them a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Super handy. But uh, anyways, I totally derailed myself there. Um, <laughs> no, okay. I, 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 the hype train. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on the hype train anymore because I don't mm-hmm. think, I think that when you're, in sort of like the really the the swell of the like the the new hotness, it actually makes it really hard to be objective and consistent. Yeah. Like you're you're yeah. you're gonna be coming at it sort of like charged up and sort of like, you know, it's like and I I want sort of our takes on on games to be a little more evergreen. To be like, yeah, you know, where it's like, you know, five years from now, you can listen to this episode and it's not going to be like, oh, Nate walked back in a major way, you know, this mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think even frankly, like, you know, I look at like, I played Hades and I'm still super big on that game. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, this game is awesome. Everybody needs to play it. And I'm looking at it where we had it on the list. And I'm like, no, I, mm-hmm. I think it belongs there. But it's also like, man, like, am I going to feel that way about it in a year? And maybe not. Um, but I, I want to avoid sort of like, you know, the, the sort of the back and forth, the up and down being super hype on something and then being like, eh, like to me, it's, that's part of cultivating for me, that's definitely part of me cultivating a, a, to, to utilizing the medium to better actually do what it's, it's for, which is helping me like it to engage recreate to 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 engage recreation well to you know be restored by the hobby and so like getting off the hype train and sort of and again like i just want our content to be a little more evergreen and yeah it's not to say that like hey if you're covering current events and all that other stuff, it's not to say that we'll never talk about current events but right. i want the conversations that we have about current events to be again i'm i keep saying it but i want them to be a little more just like long-lived and relevant mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. not just like, you know, sometimes things will just be a slice of life in that moment, but as much as we can, I want them to be a little more, uh, long-term oriented. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's that. Um, do you have any other thoughts on any of that? No, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. I, the only other thought that I had is that I, I also see that maybe it's not, maybe this isn't directly because of the, the whole hype train thing, but I do also find that, that I, certain people that I know tend to, when you're in the thick of it and you're listening to other voices, Mm -hmm. I'll say a lot of people tend to just parrot their favorite voices without recognizing it 
if that makes sense. And totally, like if you agree with someone, it's okay to have the same opinion as that person that you agree with. I'm not I'm not putting that down. There are games when, that like I'll just give an example. I bought two games based on a content creator's recommendation because I trust mm-hmm. his judgment. Like Yeah. Yeah. I've, I and, don't know anything about those games. I know that mm-hmm. I like those types of games. And this dude was like, no, these are really great. I've been playing them. And I was like, okay, sold. Like, yeah, I'm not like, hey, like I, mm-hmm. I actually there, uh, I've cultivated a list of people I trust so that I don't have like, cause you get, yeah, anyways, yeah. I, I've, I've just noticed as, you know, I've, I've, the more and less as it kind of wanes and it wanes and waxes, um, the, that, that people who are diehard fans of certain other people, um, tend to parrot their opinions a lot, which again, if you actually hold to that opinion, that's totally fine. But when you're pointing out the exact same things that you enjoy, as someone else, it's like, oh, well, I know where you got all that from. Like, yeah. And you were looking for those specific things because you were listening to that person kind of the, and anyways, I'm just saying that I've noticed that. And that tends to happen more with the hype train because everyone is reporting on those games when they first yeah. come out. And so that's where you're getting these opinions from. Um, but you give it some more time, you let it, you know, sit with you a bit longer and you might start to have your own opinion. If that makes sense, and again, like, it's okay, not, and I'm it's not, not saying to pin, that you're put anyone down. Yeah, no, I, I get, like, I think too, it's just when you give these things times time to breathe, and you just think through things, it's you're you're a little more, it's a little more robust, it's a little more just mm-hmm. intentional, it's a little more thought out, and it's a little yeah. bit more yours than it is just sort of like, and yeah, that's the kind of like you you know if you're if you're downloading or listening to or streaming the podcast, hopefully you're coming here because we've earned your trust. And like, you're not going to like, yeah, there are definitely some people where I'm like, no, this is a take that they like, this is something there. There are certain guys that like, they'll say something. I'm like, no, I agree with that. And, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we don't want to just parrot stuff and we don't want to like, and like I said, I just think the hype train, like, Again, it's it's sort of a, a an issue of clarity. Like, I just want to make sure that, like, yeah, um, I want I just want things to be thought out. And, and again, I'm using I keep using it, but I want things to be evergreen. I want yeah. this to just be not be like one week. I'm like I'm super hyped on something. Like like MTG Arena is great like a great example mm-hmm. of this. Like when I first started playing, it was like, Oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. And then I started playing a little bit more and I was like, I hate this. And now <laughs> I'm sort of like, I still get really mad at it, but it's like, Oh, this is just sort of like the game. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it's okay to have those experiences. We just yeah. don't want to be, I don't want that to be just like our bread and butter because like, to me, that's an mm-hmm. unsustainable pace. Like yeah. at least for what we're we're trying to do, and yeah. because we are trying to sort of like help people sort of be a little more intentional, like that that mm-hmm. requires us to be a little more intentional, a little more plotting and thoughtful, and etc. Yep. So yep. yeah, totally yeah. Uh, 
the you know there's some other stuff in here and it's a uh, there's some format stuff like just uh mm-hmm. yep. like one of the the things i suggested is like we both have now it would require you have your giant spreadsheet of games your backlogs mm-hmm. uh, your yeah, that backlog in a long time. that you haven't updated mm-hmm. in a minute i have a substantial list that mm-hmm. i need to just you know put it all in one place and I thought what it might be, what might be interesting is in addition to having like our patrons or members of the discord or the community in general, occasionally draft games for us to play together or for us to play on the show. It might be interesting just like a game or two every year for us to look at the other guy's backlog and say, I think you ought to play X. And so yeah. like, I'll look at your list and you look at mine and I say, Hey Josh, I think you ought to play whatever. And you can say, okay, mm-hmm. Nate, well, I think you ought to play whatever. And that can just be something that we'll, we'll throw in. And then, you know, we can sit down and have a conversation about those games, you know? Yeah. And like, so, sometimes it'll be like, I think that, that in a lot of ways, the Horizon Zero Dawn, Breath of the Wild sort of episode is going to be a little bit of that where I'm like, you should play Horizon Zero Dawn. And you kind of looked at me and said, well, you should play Breath of the Wild, dude. And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Even though there's no okay. hookshot. We'll do that. There's no hookshot. Um, <laughs> it's just like a Horizon Zero Dawn's hookshot. Um, yeah, well, so it doesn't need one because other... it's not a freaking mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda game. So get off my back. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> hey, Climbing in that is pretty terrible. You, you, see, so. you, see, you see that you're, you're, you're on my back. You, just, <laughs> you get right off get that right thing. Get right off that thing. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I, I interrupted. You were saying something and I inter- very rudely interrupted you. What? No, if I if I was saying something, it was just to be snarky, and and I was trailing off. Oh, it, it, you, yeah, I was talking about the climbing in Horizon Zero, oh, no, which it's, is it's, pretty terrible. It's not great. Uh, it's, <laughs> see a yellow thing, you can climb. Don't see a yellow thing, don't. No try. yellow thing. Like you you no. might be able to Skyrim your way up. Oh my goodness! And then there was this one place where I was wading out into the water, and it literally just came up. You can't enter this area right now, and I'm like, oh, great. Okay, perfect. Great open world, guys. Anyways, sorry. Um, Man, bitter much? <laughs> um, so there is, a, and it's, I think like we have a really great logo, just general branding. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do want to do a bit of a logo refresh, get some, you know, different artwork. So I'm going to, there's some stuff that I'm going to sort of pencil out and talk with Jason about. And hopefully, you know, here in the next couple of months, um, oh, and shout out to Jason if he's listening. Uh, homie was working for a company, and I was like, "Yo, dude, I really think like you should apply to the post office." Homie starts with the United States Postal Service uh, at the end of this month, which nice. is like you know, hey. it's it's gonna free up some some stuff for him. It's gonna like just as far as like. I really think like he's going to just, it's going to be a source of just find extra financial stability, you know, some benefits better. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for him. I awesome dude. I, Congrats. you know, so shout out to friend of the show, Jason, uh, who helped, you know, who, who basically designed our logo and yeah. Yeah. So, but That's awesome. I'm going to be talking to him at some point in time so that we can do some of that. Uh, and mm-hmm. with that in mind, I do actually want to do some swag, like maybe set up okay. a storefront and do some, 
I have some vinyl stickers actually uh, for guys who mm-hmm. have been doing the, if you guys, if you guys are listening to this, if you have been participating, partic- part- oh geez, I'm super Nate talk pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have been participating in the backlog beatdown this year, I have 10 vinyl stickers um, that I will send out to anybody who DMs me or emails us an address. I will get those in the mail uh, probably a little bit later in the year. So nice. Uh, that, that is something that I want to do. Uh, but I want want to do some stickers. I wouldn't mind doing a t-shirt or something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think we, you know, I mean, I'd love to have a shirt with our stuff on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Just, yeah, that'd be fun. Just, it'd be fun to pimp my own, pimp my own show. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I think, dude, like we have a great logo. Like that BB down yeah. is so choice. Um, good stuff. It is. It's, it's just so good. Uh, and again, shout out to Jason because that was his, his handiwork. So, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I've been, I've been saying it for weeks and months, but like here in the next, this week, this week. And if I don't do it, you guys can like mail me a punch in the nose or something. I am going to like draft sort of a final version of the beatdown rules that we can just sort of reference to in perpetuity. And even going forward, mm-hmm. like I want to incorporate like the beatdown a little bit more and just this sort of podcast on the regular. Like it's something mm-hmm. that I think we're just going forward. We're going to just sort of run a beatdown season every year. And it, yeah, it's supposed to be like, you know, listen, at the end of the day, the beatdown stuff is supposed to be like a low stakes way for you to just think a little bit more about what you're buying, what you're playing. And hopefully it's it's just there to really sort of slow things down and help you think through things. That's it. That's yeah. it. We just want to like, yeah. y- you know, I was listening, um, you know, and just shout out to our boy Logan Sharp over at TRG, uh, scored a, mm-hmm. an interview with Colin Moriarty, which... Mm-hmm. I, man, I had tried to do that a while ago and it never panned mm-hmm. out. And, uh, listening to that, I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot my shot again at some point in time. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I want to make sure that, you know, it's the right time, right, right episode, right topic kind of stuff. Uh, so there's that, uh, yeah. it's, but, um, <laughs> anyways, they were talking about backlogs and how just like having a large backlog can just be really daunting. And I said, well, mm-hmm. you know, I have this, you know, and I kind of wanted to like, you know, there's part of me that wanted to punch Logan. Like if I had been there, I would have punched him in the arm and said like, you know, some guys, we have a system and it's actually meant <laughs> to help resu- like alleviate that pain. Um, but uh, you know, and, and some of like, it's really about just sort of helping people to, you know, just re- remove some of the anxiety because like I-, mm-hmm. I tweeted something out a while back and it's like, you know, recreation is meant to restore us. And the second, the minute that it actually becomes more of a burden, then it like, it's time to walk away. It's time to recalibrate. It's time to fix something. And mm-hmm. like, if you have such a, like, you know, and part of it stems out like, I, I don't have a tremendous amount of anxiety or guilt about having like the, the, the backlog that I do. I just look at yeah. it and I'm like, this is right. just stuff in the bank. Like at some mm-hmm. point in time, like I can get around to this. And if I don't, me, okay, I don't. Yeah. Like, but, uh, 
you, you know, and that, that's the kind of stuff where we want to help people cultivate like the, the right mentalities and right hearts surrounding entertainment because like this thing is mm-hmm. meant to to serve you not the other way around um, yeah so that's uh i mean i don't really have too too much but i think mm-hmm. i think that was pretty much i'm just looking through my notes again like i said we're just going to try and tighten up the format and mm-hmm. sort of just you know keep the bone we think the i think the bones are good i think we've got like a nice yeah sort of format and a rhythm and a structure just want to sort of like flesh out the things that need fleshed out and tighten up the the bits and trim down where it needs to be trimmed down and i and i think yeah. like uh you know i like i said a lot of this is in talking to well i'll just uh, talking to a friend of the show micah uh doug's vest himself you know i was just sort of you know we we were chatting and i just said you know well what do you think and just sort of like you know ask him some questions and i thought his insight was pretty good is that one of the things that we do best is we sort of do almost like these big like he actually said like if you look at like old gaming magazines how there was always like that one big standout article where it's just like it, it may it may be talking to like game developers or maybe just talking about a particular topic but it was just like it was like the big, the big story. And he said, I mm-hmm. think you guys do that. You, you bring that sort of heat. And that's the stuff that I want to pursue because I, I think he's right that we sort of like, we hit those bigger topics and we can. And so that's, that's the, the energy that I want to hit. Like, cause I think mm-hmm. that's what we do. And I think that's when we're at our best. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I agree. So lean into that and kind of like, yeah, just like as you as you've said, uh, just kind of trim, keep it a bit more uh, uh, succinct and to the point where we can in other areas, so that we can showcase that a bit better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned it a bit earlier, um, but we do want to get a bit better in in engaging on social media as well um we've talked multiple times uh, on this very episode about the discord that we're you know kind of on there a lot discussing a bunch of different things but it's not it's not a very public facing place you know you need to you need to join if you want to talk to us there um so there are kind of in the works we we recognize that we need a bit better a bit better. Uh, we need a better social um, media uh, uh, face on social media, um, and so we are looking at, at at getting a bit better there, jumping on more often, and just like starting conversations there as well. Interacting uh, point back to some of the stuff. Yeah, interacting uh, in in more meaningful ways. Like, I mean. I think you and I have both sort of just said like social media is not our favorite thing mm-hmm. in any way. Right. Like I, I just kind of like, sometimes I straight up abhor it. Um, but it's not all bad. And so like, and right. it, there, we don't want to be like banging down people's doors saying like, you know, have I told you about the backlog breakdown? But we also want to sort of make sure that it's out there and that people know about mm-hmm. it and that we're, and so, there, yeah, there's been some, you know, again, friend of the show, Wes, Wesley Ray, the, the henchin dad himself, is mm-hmm. is sort of offered some really good advice for helping us, like, navigate 
some of that stuff better. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at some of that stuff and, uh, we're thinking through that and we're just, yeah. So that, that yep. that's some of the stuff that we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of the state of the podcast where it is right now, where we see it kind of going and what we're kind of aiming at in the, the near future. We're not going anywhere. We still really enjoy yeah. doing this, having a great time taking these deep dives, beating down our backlogs and all that fun stuff. And 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 I think like it just comes back to like I think these com- these kind of conversations like, you know, instead of just saying, well, video games is or 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 and they need to be treated as such, like like how about we cultivate the kind of mentalities and the kind of communities that actually support and facilitate that stuff. That's what we want to mm-hmm. do. So, um yeah. Yeah. And, the, and there's tons of ways that you can uh, join in this conversation that we want to start, that we want to cultivate here uh, on Twitter. Our handle is at bbdowncast. You can email us at thebacklogbreakdown@gmail.com. We have this infamous Discord server that we've been talking about. I did. I was able to get a link, so that link will be in the um, in the episode. I think I can get like one of those Bitly links. Okay, even better. I, I you know what? I will look into that. So, so that we, we can we'll, have like we'll a short hyperlink out. kind of thing that we can mm-hmm. just spit out all the time. Nice. That would be beautiful. We do also have a group on Facebook, the hashtag Backlog Book Club, that you can join where we can discuss some of the stuff there. Uh, and then if you want to reach out to us personally, tons of different places. You do GG, PSN, all that fun stuff. I generally go by Broccolope, and Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. Yeah, and if you dig what we do, like I said, we're trying to trim the fat a bit on these main episodes, but we do also hang out either before or after our recording and just talk about all kinds of stuff. It can be anywhere from 20 minutes. I don't know. I don't know that we've ever actually done 20 minutes. Uh, to like a full other like, I would hour say like they're, they're, the shortest ones are probably like 30-ish. 30-ish, yeah. Yeah, you know, but they go they they go longer than that sometimes often yes 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 most of the time um and and to get any of that material that that is through our patreon patreon.com slash the backlog breakdown uh we have those those bro hang episodes what we call them as well as video if you're interested in video um you can see our smiling faces while we record the podcast as well um but Uh, Hey, you don't have to support us financially if you don't want to. If you dig what we do and you don't want to, uh, you you know, you don't want to spend any money, um, we would encourage you to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Uh, Hopefully, you're subscribed if you dig what we do and share us with your friends as well. You know, even if that's just, you know, a post on social media, uh, a blast, hey, I dig you know, what these guys are doing or what they're, they're going for kind of a thing. That'd be pretty cool. You know, just, just tag us. Uh, I'm thinking of Twitter. I don't know why, but you know, just tag us in, in a post and, and that would be super cool to let your friends know that this podcast is going on and, and you, you dig what we're doing. And we do also have some friends with some really cool podcasts. We're part of the Playwell network along with them. You should check out stuff like the Henshin dad, the, um, Tales from the Rusty Speeder is just finished up there uh, last season, which is a lot of fun and uh, all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff there at the Playwell Network. Yes, 
And and even when it comes to like the play well network stuff, like you, you know, just the way that my brain works is like I'm constantly looking for ways to leverage that and grow that and mm-hmm. sort of yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I think uh this this is a a healthy boy here, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so why don't we wrap this up and uh call it a night because we've done what we came here to do and uh it's true so what should they do josh guys keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits indeed